1: Love Talk Radio
0: So make way for the new, new era The young era, parents who inherit the depths of his parents The rain to be a rain, hip-hop, and hysterics See your neighbor at yeah, the bottom, and the system's embarrassed So tell me are you sky him down all black, black suit, black stage, black shoes, bad dose Attitude, it am back vacuum pack, fresh Tighter than the Ziploc, better check the wristwatch I don't give a hug, you ain't even worth a letter Good fella, Jerry Keller, Henry Hill, the merry fella Man, i spray it quick, I spit it slick and let you get a F, subtle curses on these verses But you wish you had insurance for a wrap, you in insurance Call it harvest season, you might think this shit is corny But it's a ring from in the field. Oh, yeah Welcome to a new day, I feel great but the
1: sun in my eyes, you know you're getting shaded to come to my side, so make
2: way for the king, so make way for the king,
0: so make way for the king, we're just living on the streets. So hoopla, hoorah, I smoke them like a hookah, Who ya running with the grand? Pool fix doing this instrument' pray into the face and then I legal men the temple since you know I'm feeling simple always had idols, but I never had rivals I never claimed wins I just claim justclaim fatals independence the defendants of this instrument of'm
3: intricate what's up everybody this is the voice of the ASWF Michael Carnahan here live on Facebook and over here on talk radio 49 for ASWF aftermath. Joined as always by our co-host, Mr. Cody, the professional fan is what I've decided to title you, Cody, and uh, my one and only uh, broadcast colleague, Mr. Cornbread. Gentlemen, how are you doing this week? I'm awesome. How are you? Hey, it's another it's another great week here Uh, being part of the ASWF. Cody, how you doing?
4: uh michael pretty good i actually like the new job title man a professional fan that's the only thing i've ever been professional for in my life but other than that i'm doing great my guy
3: <laughs> well there we go we'll get you some cards printed out i see i, I see your commercial every so once in a while we can get you about 500 printed up and we'll get them taken care of we we'll maybe you get desk if you watch yourself
4: <laughs> oh heck yeah dude do you think i'd get a desk at the office all right,
3: that's what. we now it may not be in premium territory. We may have to put you next door to the bathroom, but you may be able to work your way into the studio eventually.
4: Well, if I have to share an office with you, that'd be close enough anyway to the bathroom than what I need. So.
2: <laughs> well, gentlemen,
3: we've got a, we've got a lot to go over here tonight, and uh, we're going to go ahead and kick things off talking about an issue that really seems to be coming to a head this Saturday night, live at the Valiant Arena in a dog-collar match. Obviously, I'm referring to the unhinged Will Cage and his his, – well, at one point it was a one-man wrecking crew against the Manai, but now really what you got to see is basically it's the Misfits, himself and the original Misfit Josh Cross, versus the Manai. And uh, specifically, you know, coming to a head, like I said, a dog collar match this Saturday night live at the Valley Arena. And, I mean, a lot of people look and think about dog collar matches. Some of our younger fans may not even know what a dog collar match is. But this is a brutal encounter. I mean, you're talking about two men chained by the neck together. Uh, You know, when I think of a dog collar match, it brings up uh, shades of Greg Valentine. And Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, that matchup, obviously, I believe, is still, you know, until his death, he had neck issues, but him being Rowdy Roddy Piper from this dog collar match. So, I mean, I guarantee you, neither man will walk out of the Valley Arena this Saturday night the same way they walked in.
4: Oh, Michael, man, this is like, here's the deal. For those of y'all who haven't seen it, they're all over the internet. <clears throat> And the thing is, is there is no dog collar match that I've ever seen that hasn't ended in complete bloodshed. So, ladies and gentlemen, take this as a disclaimer right now, with the bad blood going on and add a dog collar match to it, that is Chain. Uh you know, if you're uh if you're really sensitive and queasy at the stomach for this kind of stuff <laughs> Uh, I encourage you to watch, but you might need to shield your eyes and look away at times.
3: Absolutely. This is going to be one of those things when we put it up on YouTube, we may have to put a parental discretion advice thing on the uh, bottom of the screen because, I mean, I guarantee you, this thing's going to be graphic. I mean, and Cornbread, you can speak to this the hatred that is building between the unhinged Will Cage and Cataclysm. I mean, and it all surrounds... Not either one of those two individuals as much as the jealousy from Will Cage over the attention being shown to the suicide team by his father figure, his paternal figure, being the psychotic savior.
2: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to speak to that, Mike and, and and Cody, and for everybody listening and viewing. I'm going to speak to that for just a moment, Um. I think this feud is going way beyond, to me, I think it's way beyond ASWL or way beyond Arkansas wrestling in particular. You know, one of the things has always been uh, a subject in uh, pro wrestling for hundreds of years is whenever you get two people that really just do not like each other, What's the best way to finally settle the feud? Some say a steel cave. Some say another stipulated match. But I'm gonna go back to that point you hit on, Mike, uh concerning dog collar match. And uh one of those matches occurred uh last week on um, Impact Wrestling, um from Philadelphia with um Rosemary and Sue Young. That feud was settled in the, in the dog collar match. But a whole lot of injuries, and let's really talk about these injuries for just a moment. This is because of the hatred and, you know, you know some call it the jealousy between the two. Think about this chain to the neck. That's dangerous enough, because what's the old man? He who controls the head controls the body. That neck is one of the anchor points between the head and the body. And having a dog collar? Literally, on that, and, and, and I've watched a, a lot of dog collar matches over the years, not internet wise, but television wise. And I'll tell you firsthand, even seeing it in person, it's graphic, and yeah, parental discussion is advised. So, what I would say is the thing about it you can use the chain any way you want. That's the calculus of all of this. And it's not so much a pulling a chain or whipping your opponent with the chain. It's controlling the neck. And when you control the neck, I
3: mean, we, we're talking injuries. Something, some of this could be career-ending, guys. Well, Cornbread, I know you—you know—you've said you've watched a ton of these. Go ahead and explain to the listeners at home just what the stipulations or what the rules to a dog collar match is, and how we will see either Will Cage or Cataclysm of Cataclysm, excuse me, obtain victory this Saturday night. Well 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 thing about dog collar matches that differs from a lot
2: of other chain matches. And we do want to stress that. A dog collar match differs there are a lot of chain matches with this rule. In particular chain matches, some would say you have to incapacitate your opponent to the point where blah blah you literally have to drag your opponent and you have to touch all four corner posts of the ring in order to win the match. That's not the case here. The dog collar match means literally you can use the chain in whichever way you want to use it. I mean, in, in matches like this, it's a no disqualification. It has a really no disqualification stipulation here. And the chain is legal in play. The only way to win is via pitfall of submission, unless if things change.
3: Well, I mean, and definitely, you know, the the chance of injury going to go way up. You know, we talk about controlling the neck and things of that nature, and then controlling the body. I mean, you're talking about two superstars that don't care what they got to do to their own body to hurt another superstar in the ASWF. Cody, I mean – You hate to even put this, because I know the unhinged Will Cage is watching, and I'm pretty confident that the uh, Psychotic Savior is watching. And the thing is, you hate to put these thoughts in their head, but, I mean, you're talking about the uh, possibility of a fractured neck. You're talking about the possibility that one of these men's careers will come to an end this Saturday night. This thing, it can't can't be stressed enough how dangerous this encounter is going to be this Saturday night.
4: Oh, I mean, absolutely. There is, like, <clears throat> and here's the deal. The danger in it, that's just all, it's a part of it. The thing is, you get two people in there that are just wanting to get their hands on each other, this is a recipe for disaster. I mean, you know, uh, everyone talks about, like, hey, you know, this, these, these, Types of matches aren't for the weak at heart, and they aren't. I mean, and uh, so I have no doubt that this match will end up being a bloodbath, and we just got to see how the rest of the Manai and, I and uh, Josh Cross fit into this picture as well. You're
2: absolutely right um, about that. Go ahead, Mike, Mike. Would it be okay to add something to this? Go ahead. Well. You know, you brought up uh, Roddy Roddy Piper and Greg Valer time earlier um, when you were describing uh, this, the nature of this matchup. Um, it, it's, I think it's very, very important to stress out that even in that match, originally, Starcade, this match took place Starcade 83, the very first Starrcade, the predecessor to WrestleMania. Very important to stress that. Also very important to stress This was a National Wrestling Alliance event, even though it was underneath Jim Crockett Promotions. And the National Wrestling Alliance, because they knew the violent nature of this match, would not want to even sanction it. But Jim Crockett said, hey, let's go ahead and sanction it and let these two go the dispute here. I think that's one of the key factors that has to be mentioned. Because a lot of places would not book this match because of the danger involved. Some would book cage matches as a little bit safer than a dog collar match. But this is, the, to me, this is the
3: way to settle them. I mean, that's absolutely accurate. You know, you look at the dog collar match and it's got a long story history. And that's been, you know, a similar situation to what happened in the ASWF. Cataclysm was the one who at the end of the show, at the end of the last show, was the one who introduced the dog collar and said, you know what, this is what I want. And uh, the commissioner obliged him in that request. But, you know, it wasn't without a little bit of hesitance because everybody knows how dangerous this contest was. And that's the thing, you know, really, the ASWF, in all manner, has to be thinking about themselves. There's really got to be ways of any and all liability in this contest. Because Lord knows what's going to happen when these guys get into the ring and go head-to-head, head and they're attached at the at the neck. I mean, like I said, careers, lives, everything can be ruined in an instant when you're talking about messing with somebody's neck. You're talking about access to the spine. You're talking about all these things that could legitimately yeah. derail somebody's whole life. And, you know— I it just, it it keeps growing as far as the dislike and the hatred between these gentlemen. And, you know, uh, like I said, we mentioned that it all started with the Menage recruitment of the Suicide Team, bringing him into the fold and the jealousy of the unhinged Will Cage. Cody, go ahead and speak on that for us.
4: I mean, let, let's take, let's look all the way back. Um, A few weeks ago, we seen the Manai recruit the Suicide King, handed him the crown, and I mean, uh, it was the show after the anniversary show a month ago, actually, where we seen Will Cage, out out of rage, anger, jealousy, whatever you want to call it, uh, viciously attack the Manai, and then a week later, he chokes out Cataclysm while Asa Morda and Ray Ray are beat down. And I mean then let's fast forward to last week or the last show. There was I mean, there was a brawl for sure that came out, but as far as as things goes, uh Asa Morda, I believe, what got hurt that night. I mean, I don't know the full details on that but this is uh like hearsay the rumblings amongst the crowd
3: i mean and that's the thing you know you look at you look at the issues and it just it, it keeps escalating you know we talked about last uh, last show 2 weeks ago this saturday night and you know we started off with uh cataclysm taking on the pretty boy matt odom and that contest, absolutely dominant victory, by the way, for the psychotic savior. Uh, and, and you know, I mentioned multiple times it seemed as if cataclysm was seeing the unhinged will cage and not the pretty boy in that ring. And that's the thing. When these things get so personal, you can allow yourself to you can allow yourself to get wrapped up in it so much that, I mean, we could be seeing that. This could be exactly what Will Cage has wanted, and we haven't thought about that. But this could be, you know, a lot of people are excited for this contest. A lot of people are, you know, anxious to see Cataclysm get his revenge. But the aspect that we haven't looked at yet is, is this Cataclysm becoming too emotional and playing directly into the hand that the unhinged Will Cage wants to play? Cornbread? It
2: it, it almost reminds me It kind of reminds me Of a 7-bill song called Head Trip And That's that's one of the That's one of the songs that always play in my mind Every time I I look At this view and try to Analyze this on paper It's it's like you said Mike It's personal and uh, Cody you referred to it earlier It's it it's so boiling and to me I don't think ASWF can contain the speed, As far as especially with all the variants and everything contained there. I agree with both of you gentlemen. It 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 will be it could be career in or it could be career making that battery.
3: Well and Brad's active here in the comments section over here on Facebook. And he says you have to be weary of the alignment with Josh Cross. Absolutely accurate when you think about it. Yes, the yeah. Suicide King and the uh, Mistress of Mayhem going to be there as well. But Josh Cross, another guy you look at, and on paper, if you look at the two personalities, the unhinged Will Cage and the uh, original misfit Josh Cross, when you look at those two, on paper, those two are a complete personality masher. They, they, they just want to hurt people. They don't necessarily even conform to one style in professional wrestling. Their whole style is to inflict pain. No wasted motion, nothing. So if you don't think that Josh Cross wants to be involved in this and Josh Cross won't take the opportunity to give Will Cage, the uh, unfair advantage, so to speak. This thing's no disqualification. I I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see the original Misfit, Brad. I, I mean, very good point. I wouldn't be surprised to see the original Misfit join in on this uh, possible assault.
4: Cody? Oh, no, I wouldn't either. I mean, the thing is, is if, if they can get that advantage, they're going to take it. I mean, if they were smart... That's what I would do. But that this is me thinking logically, um, you know, because I know somewhere deep down, because we've seen it from Josh before, you know, if he's going to find a way to get involved, he will, to make sure that they've got the upper hand in anything. I mean, we've seen it with his team going into penitentiary of pain. And if anybody knows Josh Cross well, it is definitely Brad Hicks.
3: I would agree with that. Cornbread? Um,
2: you know, you talk about the analyzation of Josh Cross and Will Cage. I'll, I'll take the analyzation one step further. Look, if you really look at this, you know, if you really study the all the compartments of this combustible situation, Josh Cross, and Will Cage like to dish out punishment. So does the Manai. Josh Cross and Will Cage like to take risks. So does the Manai. Josh Cross and Will Cage will literally injure themselves as long as the other individual or their opponent gets injured even worse. So does the Manai. So there really not so much of difference here. The question here, to me, in my opinion, I think the question is, who can dish out the most punishment, but most importantly, who can take
3: the most punishment and dish it seven times fold? Well, and gentlemen, I'll let you speak on this after I get done, but the thing is here, I believe the true, what will be the defining moment is, the unhinged Will Cage seems to... Have found a way to bottle his emotions, control them, and use them in a positive mm-hmm. direction. The question is can Cataclysm do that? Cataclysm, obviously, there's a lot of hurt. Like I said, you know, we look at this personal. Uh, he's taking this very personally because at one point he did look at uh, the unhinged Will Cage almost like a sun figure, so to speak. He basically took a man that was fledgling in his professional wrestling career and lifted him up and brought him, essentially guided him to the ASWF Championship. So let's be honest yeah. here, Will Page owes Cataclysm quite a debt of gratitude. And that's where the, I feel like the personal feelings, it's going to be who can control them the best. And uh, the question is, can Cataclysm be able to do that? I want to say hi to Aaron over here in the comments section. What do you believe on that, uh, Cornbread?
2: Um, keeping your emotions in check is so vital in, in, in sports, in, in particular wrestling, because wrestling deals with all variations uh, of the human spirit. That being physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Emotionally is the key point of all matches. Whether it's hate, whether it's hate field field views, whether it's competition, or whatnot. I think just for this one, if Cataclysm literally stays focused, I think he will have his emotions in check. I think he will get the win. If
3: not, as Will Cages. Absolutely. Cody, go ahead and uh, give us your thoughts here. What's going to be the key factor here in this dog collar match? And honestly, who do you think is going to get the pick up the victory? As a man, as
4: man a key factor, one of the key factors is you're going to have to stay focused on your opponent at all times because not only do you have a, a chain attached to your neck, you have a weapon right there in front of you that you can use it any time. So the key to this match is focus. Focus on trying to not get thrown over the ropes and uh, being uh, put in the quote-unquote hangman position, uh, as well as making sure your opponent uh, isn't able to grab a hold of any slack in that chain and use it against you, uh, as well as, you know, this kind of match I I have no doubt that emotions can't be kept in check here. Um, My prediction is, uh, you know, is, I mean, Cataclysm laid out the challenge. So, I mean, ball's in his court. Uh, My prediction, uh, I'm going to have to go with Cataclysm on this one.
3: Well, absolutely. I think that's what it comes down to is a focus in the control of the emotion. And I do. I believe that Cataclysm will find a way. You know, he's going to channel that rage that he has been able to do so, so many times. You know, I mentioned that Cataclysm guided almost like a father figure the career of a fledgling superstar in Will Cage and brought him to the ASWF championship. One thing you can't forget, though, Cataclysm, a former ASWF champion in his own right, Right. Cataclysm may Mm -hmm. have taught Cataclysm may very well have taught him everything that Will Cage knows But as the old saying goes He didn't t- teach him everything Cataclysm knows Cornbread um, if, if, you, if the focus is
2: there If Cataclysm is to win Just because of the strength advantage and, But If it comes down to emotion And or sometimes if you get emotional You can make a mistake If it comes down to emotions I think Will Cage has got it The bigger question, though, in this match is not of the injury factor. The biggest question is, who will have the momentum going forward? Will it be Will Cage or will it be Cataclysm in the
3: Manon? That's the question to me. That could be possible. That's a very good question. But the question is, will either of these men make it out even going forward? But we're going to go ahead and switch gears, ladies and gentlemen, and Bring on a special guest we got here. This man guiding the career, as we spoke about uh, Cataclysm doing for Will Cage, guiding the career now of a couple young guys here in the ASWF, including one half of the ASWF Tag Team Champions, Mr. Justin Vincent. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Bad Brad on the line. Bad Brad, are you with us?
5: Uh, I'm here. How's everybody doing today? All right. How
4: about yourself?
5: I'm doing real good. Michael, before we we go any further, um, you know, as as everyone knows, I'm guiding the careers of of two, uh, actually three very special and unique individuals in this sport. But I also, um, you know, am a commissioner of the AWO, and we run a lot in the the River Valley area. And I wanted to send a, a special thoughts and prayers out to uh anyone in the listening area that uh is being affected by the, the flooding of the Arkansas River at this point. And uh so, you know, just wanted to let everybody know to, to get out there and do what you can for those people that are being affected by the flooding uh before we started anything uh tonight with the ASWF.
3: Absolutely. I definitely agree with that statement. Well Brad uh you know a little bit of a... uh not so happy situation occurring at the end of last uh, show's tag team title defense. You did find somebody to help the. You did find somebody to help defend those tag team titles, but you also ran into a little bit of issue. Now, I believe that you, when we spoke earlier this week, you said you've got that issue uh, cleared up between Gaston Stallion and uh, Justin Vincent. Do I understand that correctly?
2: Yeah,
5: absolutely. We were um, we were down south um, this past weekend, and uh, we're taking care of some business. And and we we we've talked to Gaston, and everything's fine. Um, you know, it, it's part of the business. I mean, you get the opportunity. Uh, you know, because I'm a man of uh, of many resources, and you know, when you have the opportunity to to hold a, a championship. Uh, of any nature in, in professional wrestling, you take the time to do it. And, and Gaston got a little ahead of himself, I guess, and kind of lost focus on what the plan was. But, you know, everything's dialed back in and everything's good to go. I mean, if you, if you look at it this way, mm-hmm. I mean, here's, here's how – I mean, I'll go ahead and give you some, some transparency into what, what occurred. You know, I basically told him, I said, look, Gaston, you've got the, the briefcase, the the golden ticket, I said, and you don't even have to cash that in and you can be a champion, so I mean, it's a win-win, you know, for, for Gaston, and he realized that and and understood that, and, and you know, we've told him about the plans going forward, obviously uh, you know, very unfortunate news uh, from Daniel um, you know, he's going to be out for a little bit, uh, if you followed him on Facebook, then you know that you know, he's having to have surgery, so we're just trying to – Justin's trying to do everything that he can to preserve those tag team titles
3: uh, for his brother. Absolutely, absolutely. So talk us through because, I mean, I've got to give you all the credit in the world as far as this tag team matchup went, you know. Yes, there was a few minor hiccups, as you could imagine. They didn't flow like, you know, brothers who have been together since birth. But go ahead and talk us through uh, – go ahead and talk us through – just how fluid these guys work together, like uh, to uh, in the show two weeks ago. Excuse me. Well, I mean, obviously you know the caliber of athlete that
5: that Justin Vincent is, um, and he's going to go out there and give you a hundred and ten percent, day or night doesn't matter. Um, and then you look at Stallion. Uh, look at the pedigree that Stallion brings with him. A former ASWF champion. Um, you know, the golden ticket winner. I mean, so, you know, it, it, there was a little bit of, uh, I guess before the grease hit the gears, uh, you know, there was some in there, but you know, the gears got to moving and then got lubricated up and it was just one, uh, well old machine, um, as the night went on. I mean, there were some obvious issues that, that we saw, you know, um, in, in that match, with uh, you know, I lost my pool a, a, a few times because I wasn't very fond of the officiating. But at the same time, when you have four competitors in in, in the same ring, you know, chaos is going to ensue at times. And, and but I would, I, I feel like I wouldn't be doing my due diligence to have if I was not to get upset um, and, and trying to keep you know, some sense of, of order uh when it pertains to Justin Vincent and Gaston.
3: Well, I do want to mention uh Aaron here in the comment section over here on Facebook says Justin and Vincent Justin Vincent and Gaston Stallion, heart and desire plus great technician equals a wrestling dream team. How do you feel about that uh that moniker of a dream team, so to speak?
2: Um
5: I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. I mean, you know, obviously this is all – we kind of, you know – as I don't want to upset Gaston because I do appreciate what he's doing, but, you know, this is about the Vincent brothers and, uh, you know, the agreement that we made. uh, And I think that when we were doing the, you know, analyzing – who we could go after well, when we looked into that, and we saw that aspect of it um you know and, and I think that 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 Aaron's fairly accurately um, you know obviously you, you want at the end the beginning and the end of the day you want it to be the vinson brothers uh but in this business things happen and and people get hurt, and uh you just keep moving forward, especially if, if you
3: want to stay on top. I would agree with that. Cody, you got anything for uh, Mr. Hicks here on the line?
4: <clears throat> well, uh, well, Brad, I mean, going into this, uh, what, what's next for the, for the uh, tag team champions? And I guess you would say uh Gaston Stallion for right now is kind of like an interim tag team champion of a sense. What's uh what's next for these guys?
5: Uh, you know, I mean, we're we're pretty much at the at the mercy of, of you know what the board of directors and and the commissioner Joey Britt have you know in mind for us. Uh, you know, my guys are are willing to to face whoever uh, wants a shot at the the tag team titles. Um, you know, Gaston's not going to turn anything down, and, and Justin Vincent for sure isn't going to turn anything down. So. You know, we'll we'll, um, we'll get there Saturday and and we'll see what what they've got uh, planned for. Uh, At this point, we don't really – we're not as uh, sure yet, you know, because things change and, um, you know, plans and stuff. I mean, who knows? Um, They may give that team the night off. And there may be some singles action for Justin Vince. We're we're not really sure yet. I haven't – I haven't heard – you know, but then again, uh, you know, I'll stay pretty busy trying to, to run another organization and then handle these guys. Plus, on top of that, you know, I mean, I've still got the Evolution champion, uh, D-Mott, who is uh, still, you know, resting up and, and uh, taking some time off. So we've been kind of dealing with that future. And, and, and again, um, you know, we just don't know. Uh It's one of those things where, you know, here it is Thursday and and we might get a call tomorrow or uh, may get a call Saturday or may just be an impromptu thing. You know, I'm not – I don't know.
3: Well, Brad, uh, you mentioned something interesting there as well, and I'm going to kind of combine both of these segments together here. Uh, You mentioned the Evolution (laughs) Champion, Dean Mike, and I kind of want to take a side road here real quick. And ask you, I know beforehand, last time we saw D-Mike, you guys were scouting potential challengers for the Evolution title. Is there anybody that uh, jumped off the page? Obviously, we know it comes down to the board of directors and who they decide to uh, put that number one contendership or rank as the number one ranked challenger. But is there any guys that D-Mike was like, man... It's a dream match for me, that's who I want, or you know anything like that. Did you hear anything from d Mike as far as while you guys were sitting out there breaking these potential matchups down uh,
5: i mean we we saw a little bit, and of course uh d mike was 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 not at the building last show um, you know and and I tell you i I don't know. I have to look at, regardless of the circumstances behind the victory, you would have to say that uh, there's a guy like Excalibur could easily move into the Evolution contendership spot. I mean, he did score a victory over uh, Max Stone, if that's what you want to, you know, if you want to give that credit however you want to play it. But, um, you know, and then there's, Former, you know, former, he's the former champion. Speaking of former champions, uh, who knows? I, I know that beckett has got his hands full with with uh, uh, <laughs> that whole situation. So um, it's when you're the Evolution champion, you look at you look at the entire roster, and if your brother's on the roster, you look at him too, because everybody wants a piece of the title, and unfortunately. Uh, The only way to get that title is to fight for the title. And so uh, friends can become enemies rather quickly.
3: Brad, uh, interesting thing here over in the Facebook comments section, Steve-O's active and says, sounds like a spot for Steve-O. I've beaten D-Mike before, and I know I can again. Obviously, Steve-O, a former ASWF champion, and we know that D-Mike not one to back down from challenges, uh real quick, how do you think that would break down as far as uh a potential contest with Stevo and how welcoming would uh D Mike be to that? Well, I mean D Mike's
5: not gonna D Mike's not gonna shy away from, from any opponent. I mean, whether you put a big man like Leo Keegan in there with him or, or an even bigger man and Steve O. Uh, yes, yeah, Steve-O scored the victory again. What's, what, 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 I don't really want to. I don't want to talk about that victory because, as as I pointed out, and as you can clearly go back and see at this point, uh, there's some issues that could be brought up about that. But I mean, we would welcome Stevo as a challenge, and it would be a challenge. Uh, uh, I think that you get the classic, you know, power versus speed, and and. It would be an issue of if, if could Steve O could he slow down D Mike, but at the same time, as D Mike's moving around, if Steve O gets a hold of him, it could be it could be bad. And so uh
3: um, we'd welcome Steve O if the ASWF wants to put it together, let's make it happen. Corbin, uh how do you feel about a potential Steve O versus D Mike matchup and do you have anything for uh Mr. Hicks here on the line?
2: I, I, absolutely, uh, absolutely, Mike, and uh, I, I, I love all the questions and uh, all the answers that were provided by all all three of you gentlemen. Um, and I, I, like I said, say is, Bad Brad, you you answered you answered a lot of my questions earlier, uh, but there's one particular question I do want to ask. You. I, I know this is this is a little bit of a two part question here, but I'm gonna go ahead and ask it anyway. Question number one. Before we get to question two, question number one. Don't you kind of think that any and everybody of that entire ASWF roster, whether whether it's a member of the tag team, whether it's a member of the singles, don't you kind of think that any person involved in that ASWF locker room or just the whole entire roster in particular, you think any and everyone could be? A potential threat to that championship.
5: Absolutely.
2: I no, mean, the
5: finals, what the, well, what the ASWF has done, Cornbread, is they've assembled some of the best talent in, in the mid south. And when you Absolutely. have that much talent, everybody is is a, you know, the next potential champion. Uh, so um, we don't take anybody lightly. Um, I don't take the. Uh, to be honest with you, you know, kind of lightheartedly speaking, the lady that runs the uh, the productions and the sound, you take her lightly either. Because anybody and everybody that is a member of the ASWF at some point in their life has had to have dreamed of being a champion. And fortunately for me and, and D-Mike, you know, he's the champion and I manage the champion, so we have to look out for stuff like that. So, Absolutely, I mean anyone in that locker room is a threat to that title.
2: And question number two, um, I know you talked. To, I know you talked earlier concerning Gasol um, Stallion, the man with the golden ticket. Go back to and we, and if we can, let's analyze this match from um, last Saturday, from uh, two weeks ago. The match of stallion and Justin Benson going against Curtis the main event Curtis Dawn and Gary. Tierra. Think about the analyzation of that match. One half of the tag team champions, the man with the golden ticket versus a newcomer and the ASWF champion. Here's my question. Do you kinda of think that Gaston Stallion ended up in this match just to somewhat scout the champion Curtis Dawn? Um,
5: there's a a super possibility that that could could be the case. As far as I know, um, we got him, you know, to help in the situation that we needed him in. But uh, if he has any directives towards Curtis Don, I I couldn't tell you that.
3: Yeah. Okay. well uh real quick Brad uh I'm going to hop back in here uh I, I believe uh we have DJ Holden but I guess he uh I guess he hasn't called in quite yet but uh real quick uh Steve fired back at you, Brad in the comment section so I'm going to go ahead and let you uh respond he says I can add to my resume ASWF Hall of Famer two time ASWF champion and future ASWF Evolution Champion has a nice ring to it. Uh, I mean, obviously there's going to be some worries, but like I said, you know, in a matchup like that, is there any additional is there any additional pressure on Dean Mike when he knows he's going up against a man who number one has been to the pinnacle, he's been the ASWF Champion, and you know, even a ASWF Hall of Famer such as Thibault. Does
2: that add pressure to the
5: situation? Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, the, the mere mention of the name Steve-O is an instant pressure.
2: Um,
5: and it's for those reasons, heavyweight champion, evolution champion, um, his ring awareness, his veteran status, uh, his hall of fame status. Uh. So, you know, it does. It makes you nervous uh, going into that, because not only that, but let's just be honest. If if the tide so happens to shift and fall upon D-Mike in a very bad way, we're talking about a man in FIBO whose size and power could ultimately end a career of D-Mike. Um, you know, we've seen things like that happen before. You know, Steve-O, if he gets a hold of you, you have to to be concerned, and that that is a major concern going into that. But at the same time, uh, like we've said before, D Mike is and it's kind of worn out, I guess, over in the wrestling industry. But he's a fighting champion. Um, he's not going to back down from anybody. I don't think the kid knows how to back down. Uh obviously he's got the the heart of uh uh the size of the world um transitioning from a referee into one of the premier spots uh just over about what a year ago, so a or a little under a year ago.
2: About yeah, even so, you know, less than that.
5: So I mean at that point, you know, I have I have all the respect in the world for Steve-O as a competitor. And as an athlete and, and as a wrestler, uh, I can't respect Steve-O's latest mentality and or actions and deeds, but I definitely have respect for him as a competitor for sure.
3: Well, real quick, Brad, before we let you go, we got the third member of our triple spread on the broadcasting team for the ASWF, Mr. DJ on the line. And I believe he has, he wants to get in on this discussion uh, about the d Mike and the, uh,
1: Vincent, go ahead, uh, DJ. Well, Michael, thank you for actually letting me on the show tonight. But my question to you, Brad, I've got one for you. You said you got – this is actually a two-part question for you. We have Gaston Salyon taking the part of one of the Vincent brothers for the tag team champions, right? Yes. Okay. But you also know that he's also carrying that golden ticket. What is there anything in yours and Justin's mind about – what if he turns on you guys? What if he's going to go after Justin? Have you guys ever thought about the game plan for that?
5: I can assure you that uh, I haven't gotten where I'm at today in this business without carefully and, and meticulously looking over all the details and, and possibilities. And um, as as you well know, no one can really foreshadow the future. But uh, you just have to, at this point, if that's his intention then he's going to do it um we're going to go in with the game plan that we had set in place and we're just going to have to trust that, that Gaston does the right thing um you know it's a very lucrative deal that that I won't get into but um you know it 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 would benefit all of us um but at the same time if that's his intentions, that's his intentions, and I have no way of, of telling that. I mean, I can't – I haven't seen anything out of, of Gaston in the talks that we've had. Um, it, it's been pretty – and, I mean, I'm a pretty decent judge of, of character, and and obviously he's – you know, but but we all have. Um, I've done things that I'm not proud of. Um, but people can change, and, and, and so I really – honestly, I I, I believe him when he says he wants to do, you know, and plus this is his opportunity to, to have a title shot without cashing in that golden ticket. So, you know, to me there's no reason for Gaston to even think that way.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I agree with some of the parts that you say about that, but we'll just, like you said, the past is the past, and we'll leave it that way. I do respect what you've done so far and how you've came around that I will give you respect on. But now my next question is about D-Mike and his number one contendership. Have you guys actually found somebody yet? And if not, I'm I'm going to actually have to agree with Steve-O here. He does have a great resume over the competitors that you guys have seen that I've seen you guys out there looking at. But what if let's say it did come down to D-Mike and Steve-O. What would your guys' game plan be going against Steve-O? Um...
5: I mean, pretty much we would just have to, D-Mike would have to stay, you know, uh, two or three steps ahead of him at all times, not get caught. Um, pretty much, uh, you know, probably attack what what was the lethal blow to D-Mike when he faced Steve O the last time, and that was at knee. you know. Chop the redwood down, basically. Uh, because we know for a fact, that D Mike's not going to be able to match the power of Stevo, and, and that's just a given. I mean, when you're as big as, as Stevo, uh, and you're you know a smaller guy like D Mike, you you could you may be seven foot tall in 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 like morale and confidence and uh, heart, but at the same time, physicalities take over. And we understand that we have strengths, and he has strengths. We have weaknesses. He has weaknesses. So, honestly, I would say you cut the you cut the tree down uh, limb by limb, and you just keep working, and, and st- you know, like they say in boxing, stick and move, stick and move. So, you know, if he can't touch you, he can't hurt you. And that right, will be so the game plan. I mean,
2: well, I – of-
1: Go ahead, DJ. Once again, as I was trying to say is you say stick and move, stick and move. But, you know, the moment that D-Mike is caught in Steve-O's graps, that his aerial game is now going to be considered a small ground game. Have you guys thought about that? Because I've noticed in the past that D-Mike loves to fly. We all know this. We all granted exactly how he won the Evolution Championship was in that free-for-all match. Where he did a lot of free fly, high flying moves, but that's to me, I'm gonna be that's one of his weaknesses right there. Have you guys thought about that game plan?
5: Well, I mean, yeah, we have. I mean, we know that uh, that we're not gonna always have the advantage, or he's not always gonna have the advantage of being able to fly around the ring. Um, And and he's been working on some ground game, and, and he's been working on some technical stuff. Uh, so as to be able to to compete. I mean, I think one of the, the best examples that I can give you is being that I will be 41 in November. Uh, I was around um, for the UFC days back when it was straight to pay-per-view and there was one of my favorite uh, guys in the business was Voice Gracie who was a smaller guy who invented his form of jujitsu to compete with the bigger heavy handed sluggers like the tank abbots of the world, the, uh, and those guys. So, you know, I've instilled some of that and, 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 D Mike's a student of the game. Uh, and he wants to, to leave a legacy, uh, as a champion and a, and a fighting champion. He, he almost wants to be like the, uh equate it to like a good middleweight boxer, uh, Bernard Hopkins, before he met Jermaine Taylor, 20 straight title defenses, a decade of being a champion. Stevo wants that type of reign. And so, excuse me, I said, now you got me thinking about Steve-O. Steve-O. mike wants that type of reign. And so, he's always looking to improve um, as far as his wrestling abilities go. And, and, He's gonna do whatever it takes uh to get to learn anything and everything that he can to gain the champion's advantage. So um we've we've got a few tricks up our sleeve as, as far as uh uh working out in the gym and, and techniques go. Okay. Well
1: Well I appreciate I appreciate those answers. Go ahead, Marianne.
3: Well, Brad, I wanted to ask you, I know you're busy getting ready for uh this Saturday night, but I have two more things I wanna ask you before I let you go. First off, I wanna ask you, have you seen uh have you seen Daniel this week? And uh how are his spirits uh with what's going on?
5: He's he's doing pretty good. I haven't talked to him a whole lot. Um I've been, you know, I think one of the best things you can do in that situation is, is let someone have uh, their opportunity to relax, to rest, to recuperate, to heal. Um, he's he's doing okay. I mean, he's he's not concerned about coming back right now because you know his primary focus is going to be on getting better and and healing and recovering. Um, But he's in good spirits because he knows that his brother is going to do whatever he can to retain those tag team titles so that when he gets back, the Vincents
3: can reunite and continue their title run. Well, and real quick, Brad, I know uh, obviously your focus is on the tag team titles as well as D-Mike, your evolution champion, but uh, one thing I wanted to ask you before you left, because you did chime in in the comment section. I know everybody's eyes are on it. What's your thoughts heading into the chain match this Saturday night? Uh, Cataclysm. Earlier in the um, in the comment section, you know, says hang, hang, hang from the chain. Cage will never be seen again. Uh, obviously, making his intentions well known. How uh, do you break down this? chain or this dog collar matchup uh this Saturday night.
5: Um it's a tough one to it's a tough one to analyze.
3: Um
5: if I had to put myself in, in the corner of the manah um because I can allow I can align myself with a coward like Josh Frost. Um but I'll be honest with you I would say that the, that you have the Suicide King and the Mistress of Mayhem in the corner of Cataclysm, but you have the two wild cards in the corner of Will Cage, and that is uh, Cassie and Josh. And with those two lurking around and the mindset and the mentality that they have and the fact that Will Cage feels slighted by the Manai. Uh, when they all but replaced him with the Suicide King, in his mind, Uh? gambling money is going to go on on Will Cage at this point. Uh, I think everything is driven by emotion, and when it's driven by emotion, it's hard to stop. And the dedication and the determination, uh, I think, gives – Will Cage the advantage on top of the of the two that we mentioned in its corner, um, but we'll see. Uh, you know, there are there are two equalizers uh, lurking around in the Suicide King and the Mister Mayhem. So I think that you give this match to emotion and, and determination. And at this point, I think it goes to Will Cage.
3: Absolutely. Well, uh, Brad, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, certainly hope you have a good week. And we'll see you Saturday night at the Valiant Arena. Absolutely. Y'all guys have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, that obviously was uh, bad, Brad. But real quick, we're going to take, we're heading into the uh, one hour break. I want to go ahead and allow cornbread. Obviously, we know you can't. You've got some work to do there around the shop, but uh, I want to give you a real quick opportunity to give us your final thoughts heading into the number one, the dog baller matchup this Saturday night and uh, just overall the event heading in this Saturday night at the Valiant Arena.
2: Well, well, thank you, Mike, and, and uh, thank you, Cody, and thank thank DJ, and thank, you, Jay, and thank uh, everyone for having me on here. Um, one thing I will say is if I'm you at home, Spread the word. Tell your friends. Get yourself on up there to the Valiant Ram. No matter where you're coming from, we'd love to see you right there at the Valiant Ram. Myself, the voice of ASW, Mike Graham, and DJ. We're going to be on the call for the action. It's only five bucks to get in the door, folks. You want to talk about an awesome locker room? There is no, there is no better locker room, or no better athlete performing in any sport compared to ASWL. And you will get that proof of everything I'm saying if you show up this Saturday to the Baton Arena, 2 one Highway, yeah, Highway 367 North. It is right there. All I can tell you is that we will see you at the show. It's a show you cannot miss. Every single match of the bottom will be awesome including that dog collar match. And it will be, let's just say, it will be emotional. It will be, in some cases, unstable, but it will be well worth watching. All I can say is get on down there to the Vagina Arena, join myself, DJ, and the esteemed, what's the hand still be on my front end on the call, and hey, whatever you do, please, please. Spread the word about the ASWF. Spread the word. Make sure you need everybody you know. Give it an opportunity just to come on down. Awesome family awesome family environment. Awesome family environment, But most importantly, an awesome sports show out the bottom. You
3: cannot beat throughout this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will... I don't
2: know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war.
3: Up, ladies and gentlemen, back for uh, hour number two of ASWF aftermath. Uh, of course, got DJ on the air with us, as well as uh, the official fan. Gotta love that official title. I went ahead and dubbed you, uh, Cody our official fan, uh, Cody. Uh, a professional so, fan.
2: Professional fan.
3: Just, sorry, professional fan, uh, Cody. I forgot we already have the uh, we already have the uh, cards made up, so I can't be changing anything on the fly here, can I?
4: Yeah, man, I spent I spent my thirty hard-earned dollars on that. I could have got six people I could have gotten six people tickets into the arena, but no, no, you told me I had to have cards, Michael.
3: <laughs> well, uh, DJ, I didn't get to talk to you before we came on. How are you doing this week?
1: i'm sorry what michael
3: i said i didn't get to talk to you you know we have brad come on and you uh automatically came out with some questions firing how are you doing this week
1: i'm doing pretty good Been a b- busy week with the business and everything like that trying to get everything caught up before saturday but other than that i'm actually doing pretty good
3: well, that's good to hear. That's certainly good. Now, uh, gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit more about the Vincent Brothers and the Evolution title situation based upon what Brad has said tonight. You know, uh, and the interesting thing about all this is that Gaston Stallion, it appears, has kind of set, once again, has set his ego to the side, and uh, they worked something out. You know, Gaston basically has, just like Brad said, an opportunity to not only keep that golden ticket, but to also be a champion. I mean, you're talking about if the golden ticket doesn't put you in a power position, you're talking about like the ultimate power position with uh, holding both ASWS gold and the golden ticket. You pretty much then now, instead of having one guaranteed title, you got two guaranteed titles. I mean, it don't get no better than that, right, DJ?
1: Nah, actually I'm agree with you on that one and Brad actually did say something smart about that. Yes, he has a golden ticket but he did align himself with one half of the ASWF tag team champions, Justin Vincent. So he's guaranteed already a championship going into whatever match that they may have coming on for a tag title match. He's already dubbed a I guess it was said earlier, an interim champion. So he's already got a belt on him. So yes, he can actually use that golden ticket if he wants to cash it in and take those belts, or he can cash it in on another belt and still hold those tag team titles and get either the Evolution or the ASWF Heavyweight Champion. He can be a double champion.
3: Cody, how do you feel about the potential of a double champion in Gaston Stallion? We already know that he's capable of cashing in that golden ticket and winning the ASWF Championship, but this thing for any championship in the ASWF could see him cash in on a fellow member of Brad's uh you know, the evolution champion D Mike, or we could see him cash in on the main event Curtis Khan. You definitely saw him, uh, you definitely saw him get a up close and personal look as far as potential scouting, like I believe it was DJ referenced earlier for that ASWF championship. I mean that's a heck of a uh, proposition there if you're Gaston Stallion Could you sit there and, and help out retain their tag team title?
4: Oh, absolutely, because he's got the deal of a lifetime. It's kind of like the Max Stone situation a few months back. He went defending his tag team title against himself or by himself. But here's the cool thing. The people that partnered up with him, they were interim champions. They came in here – pretty much out of nowhere to to take that over. So, I mean, you put that into play, Michael. That is smart thinking on Gaston Stallion and the fact that, hey, I can already come in, be a champion in one area, and not even have to worry about cashing in my briefcase for for these sets of titles because I could win another set of titles. As you alluded to earlier, Gaston Stallion earlier, he is a former ASWF heavyweight champion. If, if he wanted to, given he is now technically an interim tag team champion, if he wanted to cash in on the Evolution title, he would be a triple crown champion in the company. And if you want to get technical, I mean, every active of title in ASWF right now would make him a potential Grand Slam champion as well.
3: Absolutely. And uh, I mean, I'd have to check the math, but, you know, that would make Gaston Salione the fastest man, number one, and potentially the youngest man to ever capture that feat. I do want to take a moment to uh, reference something here in the comments section. Uh, obviously, if you guys aren't doing anything Friday night and you guys are in the area there at Batesville, Arkansas, go on out to the Ramada Inn and go on out to the Duck line to, uh for an event hosted by our very own DJ, uh, DJ, go ahead and give the details
1: of that. Uh, basically, what that is is every other Friday night I do DJ at the Duck Blind here inside Basil, inside the Ramada, and it starts at 9 p.m. goes to about 12:30, 1 o'clock till the doors close, and it's going to be a blast. You guys want to hear anything from top 40 to today's to heck? If you guys want to go back to the 1960s, you guys want to hear music? Come on out. Great food. We do serve food there. It's excellent food. You guys cannot wait to try their steaks. I'm going to put a prop out there. Their steaks are one of the best in town. But if you guys aren't doing anything Friday night, 21 and up, come on out. You guys, you never know. I may pull in some guests. I may pull in some of our famed and loved ASWF stars if they're in the area. They will come out, meet and greet them. If they're there, come meet and greet me. You guys will have a blast. I guarantee it.
3: I certainly would uh, go ahead and recommend you guys go on out there because, like you said, you could be very well uh, rubbing some shoulders with the ASWF superstars themselves. But, uh, Cody, you know, we mentioned uh, the ASWF championships, and we've pretty much gone through just about everything in that situation. But let's go ahead and reference a situation that has no titles involved, per se, but just that blood revolving around a former title. That obviously being the former Evolution Champion Excalibur and the man that took that Evolution title from them, Grayson Beckett. And the issue got raised up a just a, a little bit more this past show when Grayson Beckett was celebrating on the set rope and Excalibur comes in with that chair wax uh Grayson Beckett on the spine and then, you know, in the ultimate form and disrespecting them shorty shorts doing some lunges in his face.
4: Well, I mean, Michael, what 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 is there to say? This is a this is a situation where uh you know, a guy capitalized on the right moment and it, it's coming back to bite them in the, in the rear end severely. And we've kind of seen this war uh, just like steadily escalate. You know, uh, Excalibur attacks Grayson after a match the next week. Excalibur cost or the next show, Excalibur costs Grayson out of his match with Heinzman, And then later on in that show, Grayson even the odds and cost Excalibur his match against the King of Punk. And then, lo and behold, the next show. I mean, we got Excalibur attacking Grayson again, uh, this time with the chair. And just, I mean, from the looks of it, I mean, he just has no intention of stopping there. And... His manager, his business partner, the infamous Double J, has consistently been on social media harassing Grayson Beckett. So I mean, right this situation doesn't seem like the in t- the tension's going to dissolve at any time.
3: And I mean, we saw two weeks ago. We saw two weeks ago where, you know, uh, Grayson Beckett was, uh, or excuse me, where. The infamous one was on the airway, and he started taunting Grayson Beckett. And things of that nature, and little did we know, twenty about 48 hours later, we'd see the, uh, the sneak attack from Excalibur. Uh, DJ, what do you make of this whole issue between Excalibur and Grayson Beckett? Does it just boil down to the fact that Grayson Beckett pulled off the stunning upset, cashing in the golden ticket, Fairly, might I add, against uh, against Excalibur.
1: Okay, I'm going to stop you there. You said he cashed it in fairly against Excalibur. Am I correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, he may have cashed it in fairly, but he cashed in on a down man who was just got done in a match. And I believe that match was actually against the former Evolution Champion in a Samora. It was in a title versus mask match. Am I Correct. That is correct. Yeah, it okay. was. So how how can you fairly attack somebody and win a title over them if they've actually had no time to prepare, no time to do anything, get ready for the match, but yet you want to call it fairly? Cody, explain that one to well, me.
4: I mean, in defense of Grayson, you've got to look at it this way. Grayson did – Exactly what Excalibur would have done in that situation. He would have he would have he would have cashed in the perfect opportunity.
1: I mean, okay, you so know, that you're match was Grace, br- so you're calling Grayson Beckett the perfect opportunist when it came to cashing in that golden ticket.
4: Absolutely, he had the ultimate opportunity. I mean, that match was brutal enough as it was because it was an I Quit match. But, I mean, Michael, let's put it this way. If the shoe was on the other foot,
1: do you think Excalibur would have did the same thing? I believe so. Um, And actually, in Excalibur's defense, and I've actually talked with him within the past week or so about the whole bad blood between himself and Grayson Beckett. He actually, if the shoe was on his foot, it would have been more like he would have... Okay. Everybody knows Excalibur is very methodical, very logical, and thinks everything through. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. So, no, I don't think he would have – he would have taken the perfect opportune moment, but at the same time, he would have methodically thought it out exactly how it was going to play out and then go for it. But what Grayson Beckett did, I believe, was a cheap shot after the man was already down and beaten and then took (laughs) the title from him. So, yes, there is going to be a lot of bad blood. And I'm actually going to side with Excalibur. He's getting his exact revenge, or what we like to call a receipt. He's given the receipt to what was owed to him, and he's actually taking it out on Grayson Beckett, who's the one that costed him that Evolution Championship.
3: I mean
1: – I mean yeah. – I mean, it's hard to argue with
3: that. At the same time, like I can understand the frustration, but the way Excalibur is going about it is just completely ridiculous. You're you're angry at a man for taking advantage of the rules that were at his disposal. He didn't go outside of the rules like Excalibur's been known to do, and the infamous one has been known to do. He took, he saw his opportunity. You got to think. Grayson Beckett won a battle royal Earlier in the night So Grayson Beckett wasn't exactly In the freshest shape himself And he still managed to cash in And win that Evolution title I I hesitate to say That Grayson Beckett Messed up in any way shape or form In cashing in and becoming The Evolution champion
1: Yes And I agree with you Michael But also at the same sense Excalibur was humiliated By Grayson Beckett So therefore What comes around Goes around And you know the saying If it happens to you It's going to happen to them tenfold And I believe this is his tenfold That he's getting exact revenge And humiliating Grayson Beckett As he was humiliated by him
3: Well I would certainly agree But ladies and gentlemen We actually have a uh, caller on the line I'm not sure exactly What's going on here But uh We're going to go ahead and go live to this caller. Caller, can you hear us? I'm not sure if this is a caller or what this
2: is.
6: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's story time.
2: Long ago,
6: there was a young man who had all the potential in the world, but something was missing. A certain savior saw... What was missing. And he took this young man under his wing and showed him a better way. He unhinged what was forever inside. He released that aggression. He released what was needed to excel. But then, but then, this chosen son decided to take it upon himself to go back to the creator, to the one who, who started this all, the misfit. But what is unknown to him is that, yes, he is side by side With the Creator. But the Savior allowed him to walk in front and become what he could. So, Will Cage, I know you're listening. And I just want you to know that this Saturday, you're going to hurt more than you've ever hurt before. You're going to feel pain. Like you've never felt before. And I will seek vengeance for what you and the misfit did to my mistress.
3: <laughs> wow. Um, that was obviously uh cataclysm. Uh, gentlemen, are you still with us? I uh...
1: I'm here
3: I mean, I tell you what uh, that,
0: it,
3: I mean, that right there We haven't heard from Cataclysm on Aftermath In like almost six months And That right there should tell you That this is bringing out a fire That we haven't seen in Cataclysm In quite some time The you know with the mistress being injured and everything going on from there, the question is: once again, he is he getting too fired up? And I'll go to you first, DJ. I mean, I'm a little scared, guys.
1: (laughs) Michael, I'm sorry, but to say this, but I'm actually for once and going to agree with you about being afraid. Will Cage? was betrayed. I know you want to say that he wasn't, but he was betrayed by his former family and found a new brotherhood in Josh Cross and Cassie and formed the Misfit. With the original Misfit himself, Mr. Josh Cross. But what they have done is they have not started a fight. They have not started a war. They have started World War Three with the Minai. And I'm actually going to say, yeah, what the misfits did to the mistress. Yeah, it was diabolical. It was suicidal. And it was maniacal. But they had to send a message to the mani, and I believe this is finally he was able to get under his former father's skin by going after the mistress. And I actually he and you say this a lot of time. They need to stop playing on their emotions. He brought out the emotions that cataclysm has never had before. So this is not going to be a fight. This is going to be a bloodbath, and I cannot wait.
3: I I mean, uh, that's one thing that you can guarantee. Blood will be shed, careers will be shortened, and lives will be changed forever. And the question is, I mean, and Cody, I'm going to pose this to you. Will the unhinged Will Cage understand the message that cataclysm is trying to feed him by the end of this dog collar
2: matchup.
4: Uh, Michael, I'm I I I'm under the impression that uh, that Will Cage, he's already got his mind made up. I don't think there's no change in his mind. What I do have a feeling about is if like. The thing is, is I have a feeling that even after this match, win, lose, or draw, the war's not going to be over yet. One battle might be, but a war, probably not. I mean, this is an emotional, I mean, there's no other way to say it. This is an emotional match, and, like, the only thing on each other's minds on these men's mind is redemption, pain, you name it. Well, I mean, and I think Fred uh, sums it up best over
3: here on Facebook. He said, OMG, what was that? Will Cage is going to die. I mean, I, these two, the level of hatred has. I hope that Cataclysm isn't homicidal or. Will Cage is a a homicidal, but these guys, they're out there. They're
0: cuckoo.
3: I'm literally in fear for not only Will Cage, but the psychotic savior at the same time. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've actually got another caller here on the line. It's our resident super fan, Mr. Alex. Uh, And I guess, Alex, uh, it's glad to have you back. Can you give us a little bit of your. Interesting so to speak breakdown on this uh on this
6: dog caller matchup. Oh my goodness, you just brought me back so now the rankings will go through the room. Yes. <laughs> it is so great to be back. I
4: have not been here in a while it's but- hey, are how you doing, Alex, Ooh. man? It has been oh. it has been quite I some am- time since we've heard from you.
6: I am doing good, but someone has major backfeed in their stuff. I can hear me talking after I talk. Not good, but anyway, I am doing good, and the actual super fan is here. Haha. <laughs> no, I just speak, Cody. I just joke with you. I'm just speaking. but no, I am so glad to be back. I have not been on here in a while my 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 minutes ran out on my phone like seven months ago. And I just been too broke to get more. I mean, I had to I had to fix my wall again. Double J, I think, fell into it. But anyway, oh, that is funny. Yes. Uh,
1: <laughs>
3: I mean, that is pretty humorous. We definitely missed your uh, your brand of humor on the air here. Uh, I, I it has gotten of-
6: better. I quit. I quit drinking.
3: I, uh, no, more
6: vodka, no more vodka. I stick to beer now. Well, <laughs> that was funny.
3: I mean, the question is, obviously, what made this sudden life change for you, Alex? I mean, was it a religious experience? What was that about? I am training. You did not know this? No, I didn't. Are you training to get in the ring? It is hunting? because I
6: didn't tell you. It is because I did not tell you because it's not your business. So be quiet, looking like a, a short sold off version of a Vincent brother. Just messed up, man. But anyway, no, no. I have decided that I would pursue a career in professional wrestling. But it is okay. I will do it in time. Maybe I get too old first, though. I don't know. But anyway, we are not here to talk about me. We are here to talk about A-S-W-S. Yes,
3: I, I mean, definitely. That's exactly what we're here to talk about. Uh, question. I mean, obviously, we got DJ on the line here. DJ wanted, you know, DJ is on the side that Will Cage turned his back on his family, and his, or excuse me, that Cataclysm turned his back on his uh, son figure, so to speak. And obviously, myself and Cody are on the side that this is all Will Cage's selfishness. That has led him to turn his back on his family. Where do you fall on this, uh, Alex?
6: Oh, he's complete jealousy. He knows how much fans love the Ray Ray and he did not want to share that spotlight with him. Is all that is how I see. Okay, because the Ray Ray, he come out and they're like, Yes, yes, oh yay, Ooh, and all this stuff. When Cage come out they're like, Yay, it's guys that can do stuff. You know, with slow clap, you know. I mean he is good but you know, people don't really care for him. And I think that is why he do what he do, you know, because because you know the the Lele and the Cataclysm and the ASA all get pictures the Will Gage goes, yeah, yay, okay, cool, he's here. That yeah, that is how I see.
3: I, I mean, that's a that's a dang good point. Uh, I know you were there uh, two weeks ago, uh, Alex. Uh, what do you think uh, about what's gone on and what's led up into this uh, dog collar matchup? As far as this, yes, goes? I was there. I Did was in moved? the
6: left, right-hand side of the east southern corner of the north end. So yes, nobody uh, take my seat. That is my seat.
3: I, I believe is that uh, Rock and Rick even has a cushion just for you, right there in that. Sh- in you, that you lie,
6: chair. you lie. He goes with sandpaper and makes it rougher for me because he don't like me. He I told don't know because I wouldn't, get, I wouldn't share my alcohol with him. But anyway, we are giving off subject. <laughs> it's <is> funny. <for> <laughs>
3: Well uh DJ, you know I
6: mean? Mr DJ, I have not been, had pleasure of talking to you. You suck. Cody, what's up, man?
4: How are you? Oh oh well, I'm doing great. It's good to good to hear your voice again dude. Uh, help you. us get our ratings. I will but...
6: talk to
1: banana hands.
6: I will I, talk I, to I, banana
1: hands. Both of you guys. It must suck. feel good to be loved. But anyway, but you know what, Alex? Before you – I mean, I'll agree with you with some of what you have said about the whole jealousy of Cataclysm and Ray and Asa. But you also got to figure what comes in threes. Look what happened to the previous members of the Manai. Every time somebody did not come out, they kicked them out or they forced them out, and that's exactly what the Manai did to Mr. Will Cage. And Mr. Will Cage is coming back for his redemption.
6: Oh, no, 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 no. I do not agree with you at all. I will I will give you your, your you have your opinion, I have mine. I am obviously smarter, though. So, it's okay, though. I kid, Mr. DJ. I kid. Don't hit me with a record. So, <laughs> no, wasn't anyway, I wasn't, a, no, I wasn't no, actually no.
1: going to offer you a shot at Jägermeister, but nah, I don't think I'm going to do that now.
6: No, I quit drinking. I told you this. Okay don't let me fall into my stereotype but anyway <laughs> no but no i see this is this is blood feud this is going to be war but i don't i one thing i agree i can't remember which one of you said this so i'm just going to go off hip here this will not be end i don't care what happens who wins who loses This will not be the end of this. I just, nothing will end until one of them is destroyed.
3: That is how I see. I mean, and that's one thing I would agree with you on, Alex. You know, this time last year, we started having issues between uh, Cataclysm and uh, Deadly Dale. And I remember for the first time we heard uh, Cataclysm say that he couldn't be saved talking about Dale and that he must destroy him. You got to wonder if, uh, if Will Cage is falling into that column now.
6: The only, the only person that can answer that question is cataclysm himself. Okay. Because nobody, and I mean, nobody can be in the mind of that psychopath. Okay. (laughs) I mean, nobody can understand what is going through mind of him. Know, I don't think I said that correctly. But you know what I mean. I d I don't believe so. At all. Cody.
4: Um, I agree with Alex, Michael. I mean true true blood feud and I mean they I mean, Alex took the words right out of my mouth. Even the part about cutting back on drinking earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be a good idea. <laughs> but
6: anyway we have we have hung on to this subject for too long. I understand it's big deal, but other matches are big deal too. Absolutely. I have well, Proclamation I have mm-hmm. proclamation you were, okay. You were talking about the evolution title with the d Mike, who mm-hmm. looks like a little child that is kind of chubby. But anyway, <laughs> I know who his opponent should be. I know who oh, really? he should fight. Okay. Fred should... Fred James. He should fight Fred James.
1: We could the... label
6: it as a media match. <laughs> uh Man. Alex, it, I'm, it, actually, it
1: would... Alex, I'm actually gonna be with you, agree with you on that one. That would actually I think <laughs> Fred would actually give <laughs> D Mike a run. That that's that would
6: oh, be a mirror match in itself. That was
2: racist.
6: <laughs> you that racist. Was... The only thing that Fred James is doing is going to be running to the to the uh table where they sell these shirts and stuff and then running to the concession stand to eat chicken nuggets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, in
6: all honesty, in all honesty, the talks of the d mike and the uh, the big bald guy uh, Steve-O. who is Spivo, yes, and he is not from the MTV TV show as I have learned recently. I thought it was the same guy, thought he just got fucked. But anyway, I honestly believe that that would be a good match because of the contrast, contrast, con- contrast, contrast of styles. Because you have really big guy that should stay away from all you can eat. And then little bitty guy that should hit Jim more. But they would go... And would just beat the crap out of each other. I like well, that.
3: Well, Alex, I certainly would agree with that statement. But one name that hasn't been mentioned yet that I believe could start getting some attention, could he get some wins under his belt... Gary and Tear, the debuting superstar who's been very impressive uh over the past two shows. It'd be interesting to see that, if his name gets brought up.
6: Is that the guy that looks like Bulldog in purple shorts?
3: Yeah, yeah. That would be that would
6: be Oh, yeah. oh I remember his first match with the Ray Ray. He got done and his chest was almost matching his shorts. Oh my god, he yeah. took a butt whooping. But did very well. I am I was impressed. I was very impressed.
3: He certainly was impressive, but yeah, definitely. And I mean while we're talking about Gary and what were your thoughts on the current situation with the tag team titles, Alex? And uh obviously oh, I, am, I am very
6: proud of you. I am very proud of you. You do segues very well. Very impressive. I am so proud of you you have learned banana hands. I I try. Okay, anyway. What was you saying?
3: I was asking you what do you think about the situation with the tag team championships?
6: Oh the poor Daniel Vincent hurting the leg or whatever it was. The what is it? The the, the BTA or whatever? The the, uh, the thingy in the knee.
3: Right. Right. I
6: believe
2: it's anyway. the uh, the uh, oh, oh. I don't I
6: don't I don't have air conditioning. But I don't know what that is. But anyway, no, I feel so bad for him. He was he was finally starting to come into his own and and learn who he was in the ring. Very aggressive and probably one of the nastiest clotheslines I've ever seen in my life. Good Lord. But but it's very sad to see when, when the wrestler cannot get in ring. Because you know it not only hurts fans to not get to see, but it also hurts him emotionally. See, I am going all Dr. Phil and stuff. But anyway, the one thing I do not like, I do not like at all, and I heard the, the DJ guy talking about earlier, Stallion. I don't care if he is telling fans that they are greatest thing ever and this, that, and the other. I don't trust him. I have watched this guy since he started, and I do not trust him at all. At all. But he's okay, though. He will get the whole belt with, with the skinny, taller, Carnahan-looking Vincent, and I think that will be enough to keep him in his place, if I I guess that is the right words.
3: So, are you saying that you are you don't believe that Brad should trust uh, Gaston in this uh, in this truce, so to speak, over the tag team belts?
6: No, I believe that Brad will be okay as long as the belts remain on them. The moment. That they possibly lose those championships, Stallion would be gone. The gold is the only thing keeping him. I see that now.
3: I could agree with that, Cody. How do you feel about that? I mean, he he makes a very good point.
4: I mean, as I said earlier, they uh, gasped on Stallion. He's kind of in a what you would call a uh, great position to be in because, as of right now, Interim Tag Team Champion. He's a golden ticket holder. I mean, he could cash that golden ticket on on D. might become Evolution Champion, and he'd be one of the fastest uh, Grand Slam champions in this company's history. Absolutely.
1: So, Absolutely. I mean, DJ?
4: Uh, oh, I apologize, Cody. Oh, and I mean, it, it is unfortunate that uh, that uh, Daniel Vinson is out with an injury. Um, but the one thing that you know you you hear every everybody say it is uh, to come back from an injury. I mean, come back bigger, better, and stronger. And I mean, if you do that, then you'll have no problem getting you'll have no problem get back on the saddle again. He's riding horse?
6: I, I, uh, I, no, it's kind of. I mean... Oh. I, mean, I am still
3: learning this We are still technically talking about... That is about funny.
6: I did not even think about that. That is very funny. He is going to... Oh, no. I better not say that. That no, would not no. be appropriate.
3: Ah. Uh, I don't think that would – I don't think that would be uh, very
1: good. But uh did what you think. Yes, sir? Well, I'm, I'm going to actually say that – well, Alex over here said as if they lose the titles, that Gaston would believe. Is that what you're saying, Alex? Yeah. Yes, very much so. He is okay. only there for gold. Okay, but you also got to figure he has that golden ticket briefcase. So who's to say that if he thinks that they're going to lose – what would you say if he actually turned on his partner, per se, and was able to win those titles himself? Therefore, he still did not lose that gold one bit.
6: I don't. I don't think he would do that. For I think if if he was going to cash in briefcase, would be it would be for top prize in ASWS. That is what I see for that. That he would go after a singles. Championship because he is selfish person. Yes, he is very selfish. So I, I don't would
3: agree that
6: I, I don't believe that.
3: I would agree with uh, with Alex there. I believe that he would uh, he would cash in on either the ASWF champion, uh, the main event Curtis Dawn, or the Evolution champion. Uh, Gaston right now is just part of a team because he's. You know, it's benefiting him to be part of the tag team champions. But Gaston, this isn't a team sport for him, so to speak. He wants to—he wants all the glory, all the spotlight to be shown on Gaston. Uh, and I believe that that is the thing that uh, you know will motivate him. He wants to stand alone in that spotlight, and we even saw that a little bit this past um, this past show when he, you know, took possession of uh, Justin's ASWF Tag Team Championship. Uh, and, I mean, you can feel free to correct me if you feel like I'm wrong, Alex, or Cody, but uh, that's how I feel about it as well.
4: I mean, no, Michael, you're, you're not wrong. And, I mean, as Alex said, John, uh, very, very selfish person. Uh, you know, at the end of the show he was like, Yes, yeah, you know, I'm a tag team champion. Uh and I mean, you even seen the tension rise between him and Justin Vinson. Justin Vinson giving him the look like, Hey man, you know, uh, I don't know what you're thinking but you're you're wrong. And but uh, according to Brad earlier they were able to, to fix this dispute. Uh,
3: I, I mean the truce was uh the truce was obviously brokered between uh Brad and Gaston Saleon, uh to move forward and hopefully continue to succeed in defending their tag team titles uh till Daniel comes back. Uh hopefully better than ever. Uh one thing else I wanted to ask you as we get ready to draw to a close here, Alex, uh the issue between Excalibur and uh, the essence of gratitude, Grayson Beckett. Uh, obviously, like you said, you were there at the last show. You saw the uh, chair shot to the back. You saw the lunges uh, with the shorty shorts. Uh, I mean, they don't get no more Oh, personal my God.
6: I cannot get that image out of my mind. It is burned into my eyes. Just, oh, Lord, have mercy. Those shorty shorts scared the crap out of me. I would much less, I would rather be locked in a room with with Cataclysm, Ray Ray, uh, Wheel Cage, Josh Cross, all of the rest of everybody that scares me before I see those again. That was just horrible. But no, no, he knocked the crap out of Grayson. I was just like, oh my God, unbelievable. I think what it is though is not anger but is worry because the Grayson Beckett is a young upcomer guy, okay? Excalibur has been doing this long time and I feel that he is worried that this young man is coming up to take his place.
3: Hmm. That's a good point. Uh, Cody, how do you feel about that? Do you believe that that could be the issue rather than just the Evolution title, being caught the Evolution title? Do you believe that Excalibur's worried that, you know, it could be coming to take his spot,
4: so to speak? I mean, uh, Alex had a good point. I mean, Excalibur, he's a, he's a and former Evolution champion. He's a Hall of Famer, and I mean, he could he can very well believe that, Hey, if he is beaten by, by this up and comer, this rookie, as he would refer to him, that that would almost tarnish his legacy. Um, and I mean, I can't blame Excalibur a bit for thinking that, but on the other end of the token, you know, uh, for Grayson, he's in this business to, to prove that he belongs. And, uh, And, I mean, in order to do that, he's going to have to defeat some of the top talent in ASWF if he's going to move up the ladder.
3: Absolutely. Uh, DJ, how do you feel about this? Do you believe that it does come to Excalibur defending his so-called spot?
1: Well, I'm actually going to, and you know I don't do this a lot, Michael, but I'm actually going to agree with Cody here. Um, one thing is to be make it to make it in this business is yeah you've got to take out the top dogs you got to take out your legends and Grayson Beckett he picked out he, what he thought was an easiest target in Excalibur he had failed to realize that Excalibur has got this experience ring non uh, ring sense ring presence and everything and knows what's going on in that ring at all times. And Grayson, I believe, is just a little too young and trying to run in head first, and it's finally catching up to him
3: it certainly I mean that's a very good point as well d j uh this could be coming back to haunt it could be too much too quickly for the essence of gratitude, and it may come back to haunt him uh Alex, we're getting ready to wrap things up so uh but before I let you go uh, I think you have a hater out here in the uh Facebook comment section, uh, this gentleman asks, why does Alex sound like a constipated Russian? So I'll go ahead and let you uh, I'll go ahead and let you respond to that gentleman.
6: What happens in my bathroom stays in my bathroom. You will not need to worry about what I am doing, okay? But I will tell you I drink a lot of coffee and eat a lot of beef. So you (laughs) will go from there.
2: (laughs)
3: I mean, absolutely. There's well, not uh, a lot of in my diet. <laughs> well, Alex, I certainly want to uh, thank you for coming back on. A definite rare appearance, so this is certainly a treat. But uh, I look forward to seeing you this Saturday night at the Valiant Arena.
6: No, you will not, because I like to hide from you. You look like you want to do bad things to people. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I should not be saying I think somebody <laughs> spiked my water. What is going on?
3: Where is my pig? Well, Alex, you go, you go find your pig, and uh, we will uh, hopefully have you in attendance this Saturday night. Wilbur! <laughs> Werber, let go
6: of my pig. You leave my pig alone. Go back to your fat wife. Go away, Werber
3: <laughs> Stupid. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, that was Alex. Obviously, a rare treat to have him on, but definitely, definitely always entertaining to uh, have him on. But uh, real quick before we before we roll out, it won't be the end of aftermath without uh, our final thoughts. DJ, we're going to start with you. What's your final thought heading into Tuckerman, Arkansas, this Saturday night in the Valiant Arena?
1: My final thought would be is the outcome of what would happen between the Manai and the Misfits. I mean, everything that's been going down to this, it's come down to everything about family, about blood, about trust, about respect. And I think this match is going to show everything and everybody just how maniacal, diabolical, and suicidal the Manai are and just how unhinged Will Cage is.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Cody, final thought before this Saturday night in the Valiant Arena?
4: Well, Michael, I want to give the rest of the fans like myself to those listening um, all over. Final thoughts, things to watch out for. Dog collar match, Will Cage versus Cataclysm. Don't want to miss it. Will Grayson Beckett, how will Grayson Beckett respond to these recent attacks? From Excalibur. What is next for the current tag team champions and interim champion Justin Vincent Gaston Stallion? Uh, You know, how will D Mike, or, you know, what's D Mike going to be up to? That, and let me not forget, the current ASWF heavyweight champion Curtis Dunn. What is his mindset going in to uh, this week's show? Ladies and gentlemen, the only way to find out about that is to actually come to the show and see it for yourself. Michael, give him the time and give him the address.
3: Well ladies and gentlemen, the man's absolutely correct. you know the big factors coming in, the dog collar match. will it be the end? Of Will Cage, or will his personal crusade against the Manai continue, ladies and gentlemen? Also, we will find that see the evolution of the next potential uh, potential evolution championship contender. We're also going to see the uh, the tag team titles. So What's going to happen there with uh, Grayson? Be- or excuse me, not Grayson Beckett. Gaston Stallion and, uh, and Justin Vincent. We're also going to see, you know, the issue between Grayson Beckett and Excalibur. What's going to happen with those two in the same building? Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one way to find out. Come on out, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas, this Saturday night at 7. And also, side note, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever wanted to be a referee, a commentator, a professional wrestler, a manager. If you've ever wanted to be involved in this business, make sure to go ahead and message the Facebook page, the ASWF Wrestling Facebook page, and find out about the ASWF Training Academy. They will go ahead and get you uh, set up with a uh, with a trainer, and uh, you know, world class trainers. You you're looking at guys like the essence of gratitude, Grayson Beckett. D Mike, the current evolution champion. You've seen all sorts of guys on the roster that are part of this training academy, that were at one point part of this training academy. So obviously the success is there. Why not try it out? Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you Saturday night for my broadcast colleague, DJ, the fan, uh, the professional fan, Cody, and obviously the ASWS super fan, Alex. I'm the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan. Good night, everybody.
0: It's taken over. There's no escape. Over your shoulder.